Company of One, episode number 34. Welcome to the Company of One podcast featuring Dale Callahan. Dedicated to helping you find freedom in life and with your career. Learn how to not only increase your income, but take control of the income you acquire. Let's ignite that inner entrepreneur in you. Now, welcoming your host, Dale Callahan. And welcome to the 34th episode of Company of One. This is Dale Callahan, and I am here to bring you this episode where we are going to interview Cliff Ravenscraft. This is a great opportunity that uh, I've had and you're going to have to hear from the podcast Answer Man. Uh, this is not an episode about podcasting, although that we're going to discuss that a little bit, but this is an episode about finding your calling, finding your love, finding something that you really enjoy doing. When I first talked to Cliff in this beginning of this episode, I asked him, Cliff, describe to me what you do every day. And he said, whatever I want. I mean, that's what so many people I run into are looking for is to do whatever I want. Now, if you don't know who Cliff Ravenscraft is, you can go to Google right now and search Podcast Answer Man. Just one word, PodcastAnswerMan.com. There is going to be a link in the show notes on DaleCallahan.com slash 34. So you can get to the show notes, get to the links on Cliff and everything else. Now, he is a uh, major influence in the podcasting community. I think major is probably an understatement. Most, If you look at any podcast out there, any category, he's influenced podcasters and some of the major podcasters from uh, pretty much every category. He's taught them. He showed them what to do and how to do it. Uh, and if you've listened to any other podcast, you hear Cliff Ravenscraft, his name come up an awful lot. He gets referred to as the expert. But that's not where he started, and that's what we want to talk about. And this is going to be a long episode because he and I had a long interview. So I'm not going to give you much intro except to say it's been a while setting this up. Uh, Cliff and I had passed back emails multiple times and, and had connected in uh, in um, Nashville earlier this year and but to this to this time we were together in Dallas and he was actually presenting at the platform conference and we got to sit down and he was gracious enough to uh, just sit down and we, we just recorded a live episode so you'll have background noise and all that fun stuff that goes with it but I think you'll uh, I don't think it's gonna matter uh, I'm really excited this episode is um, it's one of those things that, that can really help those of you that are trying to shake out of, uh, you know, I'm stuck in my job. Cliff was definitely stuck in a job to the point of uh, misery that I don't think I've ever uh, seen or heard before. And if you've heard from Cliff before and you know a little bit about him, you'll probably hear a little bit more of the story than you've heard uh, that he, him talk about, uh, although he talks a lot, but maybe you'll hear more that you've talked, heard him talk about clearly uh, in this particular episode. Now, I'm excited. There's a couple of things that, before we get to that, uh, obviously we got the new music intro that, um, thank you for the help uh, JJ's given me to put that together, and uh, hey, tell me what you think about that. Um, 
we uh, I've kind of been needing to do that. Actually, that some of that came from the feedback from some of you on the uh, survey was told me, hey, you need some music, you need something to kind of break things up. So, uh, so I did that, got that done, and hopefully that's going to be helpful just to liven things up a little bit. Now, uh, just a couple of other exciting things about me. Nah, I think it's about you. Uh, because, you know, who cares about me? Uh, but I've joined two mastermind groups, and so I'm taking my own medicine. You've heard me describe to you to be part of mastermind or accountability groups. I'm now part of two of them uh, with people that are pretty much, uh, they're all over the United States. Maybe some of them are in other countries. Uh, I'm not really sure um, where everybody's actually physically located. Uh, but... Um, it's challenging to be part of the groups. I'm, I'm thrilled and honored to be part of the groups. Uh, but I, I'm jumped into that, and I encourage you to be jumping into some kind of mastermind or accountability group. But the one thing I'm going to ask everyone a favor. I've kind of got a challenge going on with somebody in one of my accountability groups who does podcasting. I'm not going to tell you who it, who it is necessarily right now because, um, well, I don't have their permission but we've kind of got a little bet going on about their podcast. They have done fewer podcasts than me, a few, a little bit fewer, and they have some amount of reviews. I forget. They've got 20 or 30 different reviews. And I was looking, and I'm a little bit of a novice on looking at reviews or podcasts, but I don't have that many. I don't know if I have but one or two uh, that are embedded in there somewhere. So here's my question. Look, I just want to beat this person out. Uh, I want your help to do that. Um, look, I hate writing reviews uh, on on podcasts, especially. I don't mind it on Amazon Books or something. It takes some time, but uh, but I've gotten such feedback from you on the uh, on the survey. I've talked to so many of you uh, directly or indirectly through the survey, and I hope to talk to all of you. Um, but I'm just asking you to help out there to to help me win this little uh, this little challenge that we've got internally between between our groups and and help me get up to uh, I'm just you know if we can just hit the ten reviews I can I can show him that we've we've hit something that he hasn't hit yet uh, just the sheer static so I'm going to give you a link there in the show notes of how to review the podcast uh, and and how to get that done uh, so anyway I appreciate that I. Just ask that you could give us that help in doing that. Uh, now, before we do anything else, though, I want to get you to the interview with Cliff Ravenscraft. All right, I'm here with Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, and uh, and just wanted to talk to Cliff, and I, I caught him. We are at Platform in Dallas, Texas in November, and I wanted to catch Cliff and he so graciously have given me some time to talk to him, uh, pulling him away from the conference to talk. And I want him to tell his story to, to, to my audience and to kind of hear. So thank you so much for being here with me today, Cliff. Absolutely. I'm honored to be here, and I'm glad for the opportunity to share my story. With It might be an encouragement to anybody out there. Oh, I, it, it likes me to have it. And I was just... You know, Cliff and I were talking just a second ago about how I'm always telling your story, telling your story. So what what I kind of wanted, what I kind of wanted to hear and get get these people to hear is, what do you do for a living now? What do I do for a living now? Well, I do whatever I want, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, and whatever I wake up in the morning, decide I want to do, that's what I do for a living. I am first and foremost, I consider myself in my mind a podcast 
producer. You know, a lot of people know me around the world as a consultant, coach, public speaker, all of that good stuff. But first and foremost, my passion, my heart is in creating audio content that is entertaining, educational, encouraging, and inspirational. And believe it or not, my favorite podcasts that I create are not the ones that make me money. My favorite podcasts are the ones that are absolutely changing people's personal lives, not their financial lives, their personal lives. I love connecting with people around shared passions um, and all of that stuff. But what do I do for a living is maybe a different thing. How do I, how do I actually cover all the bills and pay for things and stuff like that? I do consulting and coaching where I teach people, number one, what the value of audio podcasting can bring to their message, their brand, their business, their organization, and how it can help them get noticed in a very noisy world out there. And I then will have products and services such as equipment or uh, tutorials or coaching classes where I will train individuals or organizations how to create an audio podcast. Yeah. That's what I do. I, I mean, and you said, and I'll tell people, in, during your presentation yesterday at Platform, you made the, pre, you made the I mean, I love it because I'm a huge fan. You, you got me podcasting. Awesome. There, there's no, I have never spent a dime with you yet. I suspect I will. I've and never it, spent a dime with you yet. But you said that yesterday. Is that so many people you could do it, you know, and, and you're very transparent in that, you know, you're, that you're you're really out there to help and motivate people. But you said that about you do multiple podcasts. Yes. Which one really has the most meaning to you? Pursuing a balanced life. It Pursuing has 565 life. episodes, and uh, it's among one of my smallest audiences. But it's it's the one that. I absolutely love more than anything else. Is this else. one you and your wife do together? Nope, I do it alone. Okay. Uh, it is literally me. You, you, right here on this table behind, between us, we actually have a Roland R-05 digital audio recorder. Yeah. And I literally hold it about 12 inches away from my chest at chest length as I'm walking down the street talking about anything that's going on in my life. It's an audio journal. And I have so you're doing this on a walk. On a walk, and you hear. Matter of fact, you hear me talk like this <laughs> as I'm walking up a hill, like that. You hear my feet stamping on the ground. All of that for anywhere between 15 minutes all the way up to an hour and a half. Sometimes I'll just I just go out for a walk and I talk about anything and everything that's on my mind. And I've done that since I was doing this as a hobby. And so. Uh, the really crazy thing is people pay me like $300 for just one, one hour to talk to me on a telephone. And they want to ask me all these things about this and what do you think about this and what this. And you would, have, you would not believe the amount of information that I share in pursuing a balanced life. That, I mean, if, if, if I take all the things that people say that are valuable that I share with them, it's like there's... There's like trillions of dollars worth of information in that in that podcast because it's, for me this isn't about the technology at all. Yeah. The technology it's it's not easy at first, but as soon as you learn it, it it doesn't ex it doesn't matter anymore. What matters is the mindset that goes into how we approach life, and that's that's what I find most important. And so, podcast answer man, I find myself having to talk about the technology. But really yeah. what I but love... But you bleed over. 
Yeah. I mean, I, oh, yeah. Are, are I intentionally. Oh, yeah. if, if I only talked about technology, I'd be done with podcast answer, man. I, yeah. I, I, I struggle to say those words because I make a, a lot of money teaching the technology. To be honest with you, the technology bores me. It does. It, 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 did it always? It, no. When I first started, man, I was eating it up. I, yeah, I spent yeah. I spent lots of money buying this piece of equipment. That I still buy lots of money buy equipment. But I'll tell you what, I bought this thing. It's called an audio and an uh, no an audio oral exciter with a big bottom. All right, <laughs> it's this piece of uh, rack equipment that I can put in my thing, and supposedly it's supposed to take my voice, and as most of us make me sound like boom, yeah, blah, you know. I, I bought that nine months ago, and it's still gathering dust. The box is still gathering dust. I don't have time for it. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm an engineer. I'm a recovering. I, I tell people all the time, I'm a recovering techie, because I used to love the tech. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad to hear I'm not the only one. I used to love the technology, but it, 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 you know, you can buy the next gadget and the next gadget, and it's just the same. Yeah, and w what I found yeah. is that all, the, all of these things are great, and they can help you get noticed and stuff like that, but what really matters is what do you do once you get noticed, and it's all about the relationships with people. Yeah, yeah, and you're having it, I mean, I remember the first day, because I was at the platform in Nashville, mm -hmm. and, I, and I knew about you, but it was the first time I'd heard you speak. And of course, every one of the bloggers and podcasters there, the the thing I remember walking away from was, wow, everybody is so focused on serving. It's ministry. It is. Everybody, now I don't know if they were all Christian, but they were all had a strong ministerial, and same thing here to, uh, in Dallas. You know, you, see, you hear this over and over, how are you impacting people's lives? It's almost like the money, I mean, the money is needed. But it, it comes from the impact. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's to me as a Christian, that's just yeah affirming. You know, you, know, you could re-ask me the first question, and you could say, "So, Cliff, tell me what do you do for a living?" And I can tell you right now, I'm involved in full-time ministry. Absolutely. I'm yeah. a pastor of the largest church that you could possibly imagine. Hundreds of thousands of people listen to my message every week. And you change, I mean, I, I see you, and, and of course I'm not interacting with your audience, but I see you changing lives through hope, yep. through message, but you also are changing lives because you, you know, you're helping people, like me, you're giving me a way to minister to other people. It's like the example the lady was talking about in Germany, Switzerland? Yeah, Anna Sophie. Anna Sophie. And, and now she, because you've ministered to her. She's now ministering to other people. Yeah, I mean, and that's the, discipleship. And that story, people. real quickly, is is uh, she she found us through the uh, podcast about the TV show Lost. Oh, she was the one on the TV show. She 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 listened to us because of the TV show Lost, and she wow. she watched that show. She was suffering from uh, anorexia her entire life, and she had social anxiety problems where she would never go out of the house and talk with anybody. The only people she ever interacted with was her family. And as a result of listening to our podcast, she found hope and encouragement. And she saw two individuals, myself and my wife, talk about life from a perspective she's never heard of it before. And she started to interact with us first. And then we connected her with other people in our community. And within four years, she had not only gone and sought recovery for anorexia, but she is now one of the leading online people out there 
uh, in the world helping people seek to cover, uh, recovery from wow. anorexia so and just self-doubt. In investing in that one person. Just by one, it's, it's just uh, one person. And you know, you hear Michael Hyatt and he's, uh, I think he's repeating Andy Stanley, you know, you know, do for one what you wish you could do for all, but what you did for one impacts yeah. so many. Because you, you obviously can't do that for every one of your listeners right probably um, i'm guessing at this point <laughs> no it, it would be You're impossible it, you know i used to try to serve everyone and i and, and i realize i can't it's, it's not possible yeah. but uh the the thing is and what's exciting about podcasting is that i have the ability to have a podcast and i i don't have to have hundreds of thousands of people who listen to this um podcast answer man just imagine you never know who's your who's listening out there and all of a sudden, I find out that Michael Hyatt tells me, I listen to your podcast every single week. It's like, so that's one person. And then all of a sudden, Michael Hyatt's speaking at a conference. And he says, and you know what? My friend Cliff Ravenscraft told me this. And he's on a webinar. And, and he's being interviewed by somebody else in a webinar. And he's like, yeah, and my friend Cliff Ravenscraft, I heard him say in a recent podcast this. And, the real, and, uh, and Michael Hyatt has a platform of hundreds of thousands all on his own. Yeah. And I'm actually influencing those hundreds of thousands of people by influencing that one I mean, person. I listen to a lot of podcasts and some of them, you know, in that circle. It's, and obviously you, you've impacted a lot of them. But I hear your name. Anytime the word, hey, you know, I want a podcast, well, people say, well, go over to Cliff Ravencraft podcast. And I heard a guy say it on a podcast the other day. And he was like, well, I forget the guy's name, but it's a podcast answer man. You know, he would just yep. clearly knew the influence that you had. As a matter of fact, Dan Miller, when I first, uh, Dan and I, when I kind of, when I kind of, because one thing I do is I teach at an executive graduate program. That's where all these people, we bring these professional people in. They all like, not all, but they want out of corporate America. Now, that's, what, that's not what they really want. They want meaning. I know what right. they really want. I, it took me a while to figure that out. And, and I kind of sat down with, I mean, I sat down with Dan Miller, saw his book, and I said, yeah, i got to talk to you. And, uh, but later on, I was like looking at podcasting, and I was like, okay, Dan, you know, you've kind of helped me get my head around this. If I want to do a podcast, where do I start? This was this was quite a while back. He said, the guy I go to is Cliff Ravenscraft. Yeah. He gave me your email. You know, and I was like, okay, wow. You know, and yeah. You know, and I looked at your stuff, and I was like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> it actually took hearing you to shock me into it. I awesome. guess. So, but but I well, tell me about. How you got started? Sure. Well, um, I was an insurance agent full time uh, for eleven years in a family-run insurance agency, uh, making lots of money, plenty of money. Uh, and outside of my career as an insurance agent, I was a husband and father of three young children. And outside of that, fully voluntary, I was on staff position within the Christian church. For a while I was associate pastor of a small Nazarene church and then I became the uh, small groups pastor in a very large Church of Christ church. And um, I, you know, I was very heavily involved in ministry and one of the things that I knew early on, uh, even before I, my parents wanted to hire me to work in insurance, said, I'll come work for you as long as you understand one thing and that is if I ever have the opportunity to do ministry full time. I don't care how much less money I make. That's what I know I'm going to do with my life. And I said, as long as you're okay with that, I'll come work for you. And I did. And, you know, the opportunities, of course, I was taught that the only opportunities for ministry full-time is if you're an evangelist, you're a pastor, you're one of these things. There, there's only a few pigeonholes they'll put you in or a box that you put, put you in. 
and I knew that it, none of those seemed to fit right for me. I, I, I thought I was going to force myself to be a pastor, but I just can't imagine the the court, the uh, junk that goes on, the the politics. I don't. Yeah. I didn't like it. So I, I figured I'm going to be an insurance agent forever. You know, and, and, and honestly, I got to the place where this ministry stuff that I was doing, it just seemed like I was babysitting a bunch of people. And, mm-hmm. and they, they didn't really seem all that eager in, in doing any of the things that I ever read about in the Bible. So it's like I kind of losing hope with all of that. So pretty much it's like, you know what, I've got my wife and I got my kids and I got lots of money. And, you know, this job, I, I guess if there's any kind of sort of meaning in my life, any kind of sort of purpose... I guess that it's kind of cool that I sell a product that does help people. I mean, sure, people hate it when their insurance rate goes up $3 and they call you <laughs> on the phone. And I've never had an accident. I'm like, oh, so woe is you. <laughs> oh, I've never died. You were, di- the, you were nev- the sympathetic insurance agent. I've never died. And I can't imagine why my my life insurance premium went up. I'm like, I'm so sorry for you that you haven't died yet. Uh, I mean, come on. Seriously. I mean, we're helping people. <laughs> So, but uh, you know, the thing is, is, is that people didn't care, but every yeah. now and then there was somebody who, you know, would buy a life insurance product and, and it was because I actually did sell them on the benefits of having it and, and the reality of it, of their need for it at this time. And hopefully we can talk you how to talk you about how to get in debt free and stuff like that. And, you know, occasionally there was somebody through a tragic accident and somebody did die and I was able to hand that wife that check for $500,000 that would not have been there otherwise. Yeah. There was very few bright moments where I felt like what I was doing in the insurance world was actually of value to people. Hmm. But it was so few and far between. I I was a glorified McDonald's drive-through guy. And basic and what I mean by this is I I love to sell. I believe God has given me a gift to sell. And in insurance, especially when it comes to auto home, auto insurance and life insurance, in the state of Kentucky and most every state, except for two, I believe, it's required. You, you get a license, you have to have insurance on your car. Okay. All right? Yeah. It, you, yeah. So there's no option. You get a, you got a, a willing audience. You yeah. buy a home, your mortgage company requires you to have insurance yes. on the home. And so you're driving through our drive through you know, you sit in my chair, it's like, I need a value item number one and value item number <laughs> Would you like a hot apple pie with that? And life insurance was the hot apple pie. And life insurance was something I believed in. Of course, I, ble- I only t- sold life, term life insurance because I believe that's all these people needed if they could be convinced that they could live debt-free yeah. and, and start paying down their debt. And then all of a sudden, in 20 or 30 years, you won't need this life insurance anymore. Yeah, simple and, old Dave Ramsey plan, and right? Exactly, yeah. and so occasionally uh, there was a shining moment where I was able to convince somebody to start getting debt-free and, and take a 30-year term life. But that's, I mean, I really didn't enjoy that job at all. Huh. It was so few and far between be, be, when I actually found somebody you, you don't who make wanted it sound to like the most exciting thing. In oh the world. gosh, I mean, it's kind of this bleak. Yeah. People come to me, you know, people who know my history say, "Hey, Cliff, I'm getting ready to go and get my license to start selling insurance, and I want to get your advice." I said, "Well, if you want to do that job and you want to be excited about it, don't talk to me." Yeah, I'm not your motivation. <laughs> That's a soul-sucking career you're walking towards, my friend. Um, so the thing is, is I, when I was in insurance, I didn't hate it. 
but I didn't love it. All I loved was the fact that it did, it did allow me to provide for my family, right. and I did well enough in my sales because I loved to sell, um, you know, with great integrity. But I loved to sell, and every single year, twice a year, we had all expensive paid trips for my wife and my kids to go on wherever we wanted to um, as incentive uh, travel yeah, that we want sales yeah so um, so that's that's where I was and so how I got to where I am today I was I the third the other thing that I haven't told you I told you I was a husband wife or husband I was a husband and wife Do you like yeah. that husband and father <laughs> of three kids I was an insurance agent and I was involved in ministry but I have okay. always been a geek I love technology. I, my first computer was a Commodore VIC twenty. I so say you were one of the one of the originals. I taught myself how to program BASIC, and I have been a geek ever since. And um, one of the things that I learned in two thousand five was this thing called podcasting. I'd already I'd been blogging since nineteen ninety six before it was called blogging, um, and and so it's like all of a sudden it's like wait a second it's like blogging but you can actually the people can not only subscribe to your written word via rss but now they can they have these programs that can down that can subscribe to your rss feed and if you attach an audio file it can get delivered it's like your own personal radio show on the internet yeah. i'm like wow this thing called podcasting and so i started listening to a couple podcasts i subscribed to a technology podcast surprise surprise i su subscribed to a podcast called uh the break with father Roderick. it's actually called the daily breakfast back then but a Catholic priest in the Netherlands, which I'm not Catholic, but I still loved his show. And I, and my wife had introduced me to the television show Lost, and I became addicted to the show. And I had found that there are five podcasts already. In 2005, there were already five podcasts devoted to the TV show Lost. And wow. so what happened was... Now, now at that time... Because, uh, I mean, when you're talking about being an early entrance, you know, right now to do a podcast, I mean, it's not trivial, but it's a clicking point. You can, you can, it, it doesn't take a big brain of, in terms of technology. At that time, I'm guessing there was a bit more. Yeah, it was a, it, we used to actually hand code our RSS feeds. Okay, yeah, because so, it was, it's just not like it is today. No, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it's a it's lot easier Facebook today. It's almost Facebook-y today. You know, yeah. The, uh, the, but even at that time, there are five shows about loss. Yeah, at the, in 2005, there probably were only about 300 podcasts in existence. Maybe I'm that might be a little bit too small. It might have maybe still, been three, that's a, may so have been 3,000. But even that, that's a dominant thing on one show. No, because I've watched yeah, the show five. once before. Yes, that's amazing. But there's a reason because this was the greatest television show that had ever existed up to that point. The only fan base ever that came close to what Lost had prior to that yeah. was the television show Match. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it, it had this raving loyal fan. Around thing. the okay. world. Okay. So anyway, what happened was my wife and I decided, you know, I, I decided I want to create a podcast. And we got behind a microphone and put out an episode, and I'm thinking nobody's ever going to listen to us. Right. And by our third episode, we had 17,000 subscribers 17,000 17,000 subscribers now, now had the other lost podcasts were they kind of similar do they have lots of following actually a majority of the reason why there are several reasons why we had so many subscribers one is because the other podcasters had already created an alliance with one another and created what they called the lost podcast network 
And so when I launched, they invited me in. Okay. So what, whatever they had already gained all together as a community, by putting my episode in, instantly whatever subscribers they had, I also now So they have. accepted you into their community. Exactly. Okay. Wow. So that was a big part of it. Then iTunes had uh, I, our show became the best produced as far as the audio quality so we automatically rose to the top now there, there was a, another show that to be honest with you was much better than ours well better researched and these guys were probably deeper fans of the show way beyond what i was yeah. as a fan but i was more into this for the technology um but but because of our audio quality, we rose pretty much up to the top right next to these which people. Is, which is what you said yesterday. Audio quality is critical. Exactly. So, interesting. And um, at the time, iTunes had just brought podcasting into their iTunes store, and they had also just brought in television shows to where the day after the television show aired, for $1.99, you can download the episode and watch it the next day. And Stephanie and I would record our show, and people would do a search in iTunes for Lost, and it would show the television show, and right below it, it would show the podcast, and it would show the official podcast produced by the tele- by the uh, network, and right next to that was Cliff and Stephanie's Weekly Lost podcast. Those combinations is why those are why we had the outrageous in- instant growth that we had for that show. But that's how I got into this. Seventeenth. So, so you're talking to, I mean, pretty quickly, you're talking to Thousands. a huge audience. I huge. mean, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, you, you're, you're talking to a guy that eight years ago, very few people outside of northern Kentucky had ever heard the name Cliff Ravenscraft. <laughs> and only when they were buying insurance. Yeah. Or in a, or in a ministry exactly. aspect. Exactly. Yeah, that was well. it. And, that, of course, this was all over the world. This Lost is all over the world. Yeah, we're, we're talking, we had audio feedback and written emails from Sri Lanka, Hong Kong, uh, Switzerland, Germany, Belgium, I mean, everywhere on the planet. Okay. But at this time, hobby. Pure yeah. hobby. It, yeah. it, oh, I didn't need any money. I was bored with my life, and technology is what gave me a lot of joy. And so I, I love this. I love listening to podcasts. I like to talk. I like to share my passions. And so, you know, hey, why don't I go out and get a microphone and, and plug it into my computer, load up the software, and figure out how this podcasting thing works. It's just playing around. And that's all it was. And then what happened is the television show Lost actually uh, covered very heavy themes. Like there was an episode titled Tabula Rasa which actually stands for Clean Slate. And so the entire episode was, you know, these people who had, their prior to crash landing on an island, uh-huh. they were uh, fugitives from the United States government. They were uh, con artists. You know, there was, you know, all of these different things. You know, one guy uh, was a part of like the, you know, China, you know, the Korean mafia or whatever, and all these different things. And the question is, now they're on this island, they're pat, nobody knows about their past. Do, can they start with a clean slate? Oh gosh, I'm a Christian. Let's talk about this clean slate stuff. What a great way! Yeah. And then um, they would have, you know, there's a husband and wife that were, you know, that that were having marital problems and stuff like that. And Stephanie would, I would talk about, you know, the fact that we've been married for so long and we've had our marital problems and 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 we would just have just casual conversation. And people would start writing to ask us for advice about living debt-free and marital advice and all this and faith-related stuff. Because you took the show 
mixed it with I, your personal life. We did not do it intentionally. I mean, we were just giving just commentary. Okay. It was just natural. I did. There was. I, I just. I want to make it crystal clear because I think it's important for people to know this. Yeah. We did not go and approach loss from a Christian perspective. We did not go okay. with an ulterior motive to really change people's lives. Yeah. I'm telling you, my motive was to have fun behind a microphone. Yeah. You came out. Exactly. Because because that's just you. It's just who I am. Who who I am came out in the microphone and people said... So it's almost we're having a conversation over coffee about the show Lost and you're just commenting on, hey, that kind of reminds me of the gospel and the Christian faith and... Yeah, it, and it wasn't even as blatant as that. It, really? it never, I, very, unless the, the, there are a few times when the show brought up the gospel. So, for yeah. example, they had an episode titled "The Twenty Third Psalm," and yes, I did actually okay. pull out that. Did you know that they misquoted the Twenty Third Psalm when they quoted it? Okay, you so know, it's almost just factual. It's it it, yeah. it was all factual. Yeah. And again, it's like, it's, but but it, it what happened was Christian principles came out through our conversations because. I don't have to talk about my faith. I live my faith. My yeah. faith dictates who I am. It, it, it is. It, it's not something I do on a certain day of the week. Every day of my life is who I am, and my faith is a part of it. I mean, I I'm a man of faith. So, but so it just came. And what happened is people started recognize that, and they started asking for advice over and over again. So we decided we're not going to answer all. We, we I started answering questions via email. And that took a lot I of time. Did, yeah, I mean, it didn't take but a but few. But I loved and, it because I'm guessing your answers weren't yes and no. No, you know? I mean, it was no. Details, we, yeah. we 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 would. I, somebody asked me a question, I'd write on back, and then I'd get a seven page email, and I'm like, oh my gosh! I, and and what happened though is I love this because all of a sudden I felt that I was doing ministry, the way that I saw in the Bible, you know, and and I realized, wow, this is powerful, and um, I had one girl email me and said, you know, I, I heard you say when you talked about that thing and you said that you believe in God and I just don't get that. How, you know, you, are, you say that you believe that Jesus really walked our, can, I'm not questioning you and I, I, I'm genuinely sincere when I ask you this. Can you explain to me how does somebody, cause it seems like you're a very logical person. Yeah. How does somebody like you come to believe that Jesus exists and you just decide to give your life to him what the, i mean that sounds stupid now now you know and, and for anybody that's not in the ministry uh, i mean or, or you know that's not a believer i know ministers would love people to come and ask that because that's just like yeah. this is asking me what i mean there's the open door yeah and now you're you're just because you're doing what you're doing people are asking that's it you're yeah. now in the ministry yeah and so, so what, so what happened was this, I, I wrote this person back and I said, you know, I would love to tell you, but man, to, for me to actually think about writing that in an email to you, I, it, it would take me a very long time. But my wife and I just created a, a second podcast because we get lots of questions just like this and other questions. Can I read your email in our next episode? And if you'd like, I'll completely strike your name out of it and anything that might tie people back to who you are. But we will respond to it there and you'll hear exactly my full response to that. And she wrote back, she goes, you can use my name, that's fine. Absolutely, I can't wait to listen. 
And so I, I think it might have been episode number three, and it's just titled Kim's Email. And now, which podcast was this? this was, it's, uh, it's actually today it's called Pursuing a Balanced Life. Okay, it's the Pursuing a Balanced Life. But back then it was called My Crazy Life. There was a, I rebranded yeah. the show after 398 episodes. Yeah, I remember you saying that you had it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So anyway, it was called Kim's Email. And I got behind the microphone and it was just me. This, microphone, this podcast was just me. I read the email. And then I just started talking. It probably ended. It probably went on for forty-five minutes to an hour, and I just answered authentically everything that came to my mind. And I hit stop, and I put it on the internet. And then I sent an email to Kim and said, "Hey, I just want to let you know I answered your email. Here's a link to the podcast episode if you haven't got it already." She emailed me that evening. She says, "Cliff, I want to let you know I left work today because I was crying." uncontrollably i i listened to your podcast while i was working i had to leave i was so emotional i want to let you know that i've given my life to christ as of today can you help me find a church that's amazing i mean in all your time of doing ministry or babies babysitting (laughs) i wasn't doing ministry i was babysitting but you hadn't seen that i guess i okay had in all my years of ministry, had I seen that? Yes, I had. Okay. Had I seen it be that effective, and had it? It's yeah. it's more like, what? Who was it? I don't even know who it was. But somebody says, you know, by all means, spread, the, share the gospel, speak or speak the gospel. Yeah. But it, and then if you have to do so, use words. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know I, who said know, it, but yeah, another quote you're talking. It doesn't matter. But the but but First Peter three fifteen is my favorite verse in the Bible. It says, always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have, but, when, but do so with gentleness and respect. And my philosophy isn't always be prepared to go and beat people over the head with what your Christian values are yep. and tell them how to live their lives. That's, that doesn't, always be prepared to give the reason for the hope that you have. And, and my desire is to actually just live life in such a way that people see that I have hope. And that they see that I live life in a way that is is positive and exciting in spite of all my... And by the way, I never I, I have moments of depression and everything. Yeah. But I still have a hope in the midst of that. And pe- I want people to see that. And people do see that and they ask questions. Eventually, by the way, I, I completely left all ministry positions within the church. Um, and one of the reasons was early on, somebody, I was already very heavily, in, I was doing all these podcasts, yeah. answering all these questions, <laughs> email, I was doing insurance and had all the family stuff going on. And Chaos I was, and I, was, I can kind of hear it. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm doing all this ministry in the church. And then they asked me, Hey Cliff, we want to actually have you uh, sign up to be a part of this position within the church. And you'll only have to come four extra meetings a week. And I'm like, no. I can't do four extra meetings. And they're like, why not? I said, because I have these podcasts that I've committed to. And they, do, they said, Cliff, at my pastor told me, my pastor at the time, he says, Cliff, I need you to seriously consider praying about where your priorities are because I think they're out of whack here. I think you're losing sight of what God's called you to do. And, I, and, I, and, he, and he suggested I go home and pray. And I, it's like, oh, my gosh, maybe he's right or whatever. Yeah. And I sincerely prayed about it. And, I, and after a couple of days, I went back and I met with him. I said, you're absolutely right. I have, you are right. My priorities have been out of whack. I have lost sight of what God's called me to do. And for that reason, I have to resign every position I have within this church right now so that I can do the ministry God's called me to do through these podcasts. Yeah. 
he called you on the carpet and but i mean it, it what, what was his response? his response he, oh he judged me and he well, told okay. me that i was making a big mistake yeah. and but obviously i mean you know he he's he's a man he's he's oh yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah 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 but i mean obviously you got clarity i got clarity yeah i mean i mean i love it because one of the things it seems like sometimes it takes it takes me a challenge mm-hmm. to get me clarity on an issue yeah you know, because uh, and it does seem like things get especially in the entrepreneurial world and at this time you weren't really making money but in the entrepreneurial world things get chaos before yep. before you get clarity uh, at least that's the story i'm sticking with yeah because <laughs> i feel that way a lot of times how did you now this time you're impacting people's lives clearly and you're in a way in a ways that i never dreamed possible and by the way money was still not even a desire yeah. of mine I, because I, it's I, just a hobby it's, it's just a hobby yeah. And and it, and it, and I will tell you this though it became very clear it was through all of this that I did realize this is what I'm supposed to do with my life and I started that it was that it was at that point it's like I, I, all of a sudden I, I it had been a while since I heard this phrase but if money were no object yeah what yeah. would you do and going to the insurance office would not be the answer because the only reason I'm there is because money's an object that I need right. But if money were no object, I know what I'd do with my life. I'd be creating this content. I would be interacting with these people. I would be doing these things. Yeah. And now, if I would have asked you that question before you started podcasting, what if money was no object? Because that, that drives to that passion issue you talk about so often. What would your answer have been? I, I didn't have an answer. Yeah. I didn't have an answer. I, I, was, I, I, was, I had no destination. My destination was what was dictated to me by culture, which is to make as much money as possible and, and save it up and hoard it so that you can one day so retire. Kids off to college and do all the normal work. So they can do all the mundane, which stupid, is exactly, boring stuff. Which is exactly what I see happening. We're modeling for our kids how to go, you know. Uh, you know, and I, and I was in, and I was talking to Dan Miller, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. And, and in my book, you know, I talk about. The stats were that 50% of Americans plus hate their jobs, which is crazy. But I think the reason is because they haven't, I mean, I'm guessing, they haven't figured out the answer to that question. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of people ask me, so Cliff, how can I find my passion? I'm like, you need to just, if, number one, don't approach things with how can I make money. Right, that, that's one piece of advice. Find something you love to do, yeah. because the, the, as soon as, as soon as I say, as soon as you say, well, what, how can I go and make a living doing something that I love? You know, well, first of all, forget about making a living from it. Go out and start seeking things that you love. Where Good is your? Point. Where does your until heart you find that? You can't. I mean, I mean, what what I'm discovering. And discovering being here, listening to crazy stories and people making really great incomes, doing crazy things. I'm, I'm just, I yeah. tell people it's crazy because it, to the normal world, you're bizarre. Right? What's that? To the normal world, to the corporate world, you and your lifestyle is bizarre. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, they don't, I'm guessing the typical person doesn't get it. The typical person doesn't get anything in here uh, when I talk about it. But... You first had to figure out what you love, and then figure out how you can transition. Absolutely, yeah. So, so I started asking myself, it, would it be possible to do podcasting full time? What would that look like? And I and I had to I had to be daring enough and bold enough to even ask that question. Is it possible? 
I mean, is I mean, what would it take? Do I need to win the lottery and that way the money's taken care of, <laughs> or or whatever the case may be? And 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 one of the things that I did is I started asking the question. It's like, man, I I kind of like this, and I talked with my wife about it, and she goes, man, that would be great too. I, I you come alive when you do this. This is, yeah, I definitely see this as where God is maybe leading us. Now at this time, were were a lot of people podcasting for a living? Nobody. Actually, no, that's not true. There was one person. Callie Lewis is the only other person I knew that made all of her income okay. from her podcast. So it's not like, one person. could I go out and sell real estate? Clearly, I see people doing it. It was, yeah. it was, was a pretty one, bizarre question. There was one point. person, okay. and even the business model that she had wasn't something that had been proven. It was. It was let's just put it this way. Her income was funded from what you call, uh, what is that, capital, um, what do you, uh, entrepreneur, what, a venture capital? That venture capital money. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, so, it's a, oh, different so, so it, it wasn't a model that was proven. I mean, the, the matter of fact, I think the company that was paying her all of her income for the server, I don't think that that company was ever financially positive in the flow. So even the one person who was, that wasn't a business model that was okay. sustainable. So... I mean, if I was sitting there talking to you at that point in time and you were at, I mean, like, bizarre model because how are you going to monetize? I mean, how right. could you? Because you still, I mean, come on, you've got to make a living. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, there's got to be, there's some my number wife's, you got My get. wife's a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And I don't want starving single, kids. Yeah, yeah single-income family. Yeah. And so what happened was I started talking about this desire in my podcast on Pursuing a Balanced Life. And as a result of that, people... So you're talking about trying to move into this full-time to your audience who's listening to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did not know you did that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pursuing a balance life, you'd be surprised what you'd hear there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I, I just share, you know, I'm out for a walk and I'm sharing, hey, this is, man, wouldn't it be great? And of course, I'm telling you, I, say, I know it's stupid and it'll never happen, but this is what I'm dreaming, you know? It, it, I, you know, I can't imagine. I mean, gosh, the, the insurance office has been in the family since 1927. I'm next in line to take it over. I mean, I'd be stupid to leave. I don't know if I said it earlier here, but if I didn't leave insurance, I'd be making $500,000 a year right now. Okay. I mean, that's not like maybe. That's, yeah, that's just... That was in the contracts. That's what I'd be making right now. Um, so it's like, how can I... How can I turn down a half million dollars a year and, and pursue something that has absolutely, I have no idea what I'm doing and stuff like that. And so here's what happened. The, out of those people who were listening, there were people in, out there who were entrepreneurs, people who have never worked as an employee in their life and people who had dreams and passions and had that, that, like, that itch to do something even when they had no idea how it was going to work out. And those people would write me emails those people would offer to have phone calls with me, and I would actually accept those phone calls, and we would talk for sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes we'd talk for an hour, sometimes we'd talk for three hours, and they would encourage me and tell me, this is how you could do it, this is how you could do it, here's an idea for you, here's this idea, you should read this book, all of this. By the way, another, uh, Proverbs, I think it's three, fifth, uh, oh, I don't even know what Proverbs, it doesn't matter, but it's plans fail, plans fail for lack of counsel. Yeah. But with many advisors, they and succeed. And you suddenly had many advisors. I had many advisors. And um, every time somebody would say these things, all these things, that you can do this, I believe in you, you have no, you are guaranteed to have success, Cliff. 
and all these things and people would say and I'd come home and tell my wife and it would have an impact on her it would have no it had no impact on my belief in myself I still saw zero value financially yeah. in what I had to offer but these people were telling me Cliff you have so much value you have no clue how much value and also the other thing that started happening after I've been doing this is like people was like hey Cliff I want to create a podcast how do I do it and I would just spend hours teaching them how to do it for free and finally, people started forcing me to take their money. And I, and I literally mean that. They, people yeah. forced me to take their money. And so here's a quote for your audience out there. Find something that you love to do so much that you'd be willing to do it all day long for free. Then become so excellent at doing that one thing that people would be willing to pay you to do it. Okay. That's a great... So that's what right, happened yeah, for me, yeah, and perfect. and um, so I, I I began to start thinking about these people, or planting these seeds, and all of a sudden it's like you guys got to stop this. I'm becoming extremely discontent in my work, and I began uh, as an insurance as an insurance agent, and I grew over a very short period of time to despise Monday through Friday from nine to five. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that on your podcast, and it's, it sounds like raw depression. It was it was, it was absolute raw depression, because uh, there was one point where this idea of pursuing podcasting full time became so compulsive that that I was spending most of my day at the insurance office answering emails or preparing for the next podcast. At one point, I was producing fifteen podcast episodes a week. Wow. All right. I was working 40 hours a week in insurance and 60 hours a week in podcasting. Most of those done on the insurance agency dime. And I be, that, I'm a man of integrity and I will tell you, I realized and recognized what I was doing. I was stealing money from the family business. And what I mean by that is I was paid by salary to yeah. perform there and I am not doing the, I'm doing something on the side and I, I might as well be taking money out of the company. I might as well yeah. be stealing. And that was really eating me up, and I realized I needed to make a decision. I either need to stop selling insurance, or I need to stop podcasting. And it was very clear, there was only one option. I had to stop podcasting, and I did. I completely cut it off, went cold turkey for one week. And that week, I had never been more depressed before, as I ever had been in my life. It's all of a sudden, it's like I found my true calling, my true purpose, my true mission. The thing, it's not, and by the way, podcasting isn't my calling. Yeah. I'll, I'll explain that. If, if you remember, ask me that why that's not. Yeah. But, but, I, but I stopped podcasting, and all of a sudden, it's like all life left me. I got up hmm. in the morning, and I did not want to get out of bed. I despised the idea of getting out of bed. I forced myself to go into the insurance office. Yeah. And the only thing I could think about every second of the day is when can I go home and go to bed? Not when can I go home and see my wife? Not when can I go home and put my arms around my kids? How soon before I can end the pain of being alive and go to sleep? That's all I could think about. Yeah, and that's, that's the two, one of the great signs of the psychologist talking about depression. Wanting to be in bed. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That, that's pretty. That's pretty down. It's I have to say that was pretty down. <laughs> it was down. And uh, you know, I had been having all these conversations, and uh, 
one of the you know I, I had had a really bad day at the office and I came home and I was just like I was so livid I was so mad I was like I hate this I hate that blah 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 you had to be a joy to live with oh yeah my wife loved me yeah. she she was good <laughs> and she says she goes tomorrow you're putting in your 90 day notice you're quitting tomorrow and I'm like what are you talking about you are leaving that business and you're going to pursue podcasting full time. You have to. I want my husband back. The kids want their dad back. And this is what you're called to do with your life. You say you're a man of faith. Well, then you trust God and do it. There are people out there that believe you can do it. They have given you ample ideas of ways that you can make a living doing what you love. I believe you can do it. I know you can do it. And by the way, we were debt free except for our mortgage. She yeah. goes, if I have, if we have to sell our house and we have to rent somewhere for a while, then we'll rent. If I have to go out and get a job because we can't pay the bills, I will get a job. This is what we are called to do with our lives. And the next day I put my 90 day notice in and my life has been pretty much awesome ever since and <laughs> now i will tell you i've you know for the, the those 90 days i had never i mean i had yeah. you, you heard the depths of depression but yeah. then came the panic attacks and the the oh my gosh you're what going in the heck La La have I, done? Oh. I, mean, I mean you just i mean not, i was like a sheep it's like being led to the down, right yeah i was being i was a sheep on the way to the slaughter what the heck have i done i've been an employee all my life i've never ever now learned anything about running a business the only thing i had going for me is number one my faith i loved what i was doing and i am an excellent salesperson yeah but, but i mean it's it's really and for those of us that are married and those of us that are you know uh of faith i mean you're why you know, your wife is not working. She, she's absolutely critical. Well, you wouldn't have done it probably. Oh, it, had it not. I couldn't have. For, I, mean, I couldn't. She have. was the only one who believed in you. Yeah. No, well, she wasn't I mean, the only one. Besides all the other, you know, there's a, people, that, yeah. I had lots of people that believed yeah. in me. But yeah, you but, didn't. But I did not. I did not believe in me. Yeah. I did not believe in me until she said those things, and it gave me almost the permission to believe in me. Yeah. And I only somewhat believed in me. Yeah. At I know that exactly point. what you mean. Yeah, it's like I don't. I, you I know, believe in me until I look in the mirror. And, uh, yeah, I, sure I it's like it. I don't know that I have what it takes for anybody to give me money for anything other than what I've been trained to do. Now, your first year, you were talking about, which was what? what year was 2008. It? January 1st, 2008, I started working for myself. And that wasn't the best financial year for you. I had got my personal income that year. I have the tax forms to prove it. My gross, gross, not not net. Yeah. Of course, the thing is I had zero taxes. So, so my gross and my net were the same, <laughs> um, unfortunately. That's not... That's, that's not, not a good. That's not, that's a, not good a good thing. thing. No. People, I, I always, I always love it. It's like, aren't you afraid to make that much money? You're just going to raise your taxes. It's like, who cares? I'd be happy to pay more taxes yeah. if that money is good. Taxes is good. Yes. I made eleven thousand dollars personal income in two thousand eight. That's below poverty. It's well below poverty. Yeah. There are people on welfare that were doing better than me. So, so I mean, that, that's a long. That had to be a long year. Toward the end of that. 
did your wife start giving out? No, no. Uh, that, well, yes and no. So here's the situation through that year. There were the, every we only paid ourselves one, or we only did bills once a month. Yeah. And and that's just who we are. That's how we do things. And um, every month, one of us questioned what we were doing, and we're in tears. Yeah. The other one was supportive we can do this as we're doing the right thing so when stephanie was crying as we were writing the checks i was encouraging her hey we've got this when i was crying as we were writing the checks she was dude we've got this you need to suck it up and move forward and neither of us were ever down at the same time yeah. wow it's only half of you i mean yeah you're as one so only yeah. part of you was down so it's I don't. I don't know how people uh, do it without that. I don't either. I mean, I. I can't. I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I. You know, there. My wife is the only thing that keeps. You know, she's always believes in me. Staggering amount more than I do myself. Yeah. I mean, and and I guess that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was by design. Well, okay. We said, what is your what your calling is not podcasting. My calling is not podcasting. I, I, I want people. I want people to know that because that, I've, that, I've thrown those words in your mouth before. This no, guy's no, a podcaster, but you know, no, so. no, I, I, no, I am a podcaster. Okay, I am a podcaster. That is my I, my occupation. I am a podcast producer, producer first, right? You and are. I am a podcast consultant and coach. That is what I do for a living. But podcasting is not my calling and mission in life. Okay, my calling and mission in life I found and discovered through podcasting. And my mission in life is to entertain, educate, encourage, and inspire others by sharing my real life experiences and a hopes to incur in a in, in a desired effort to provide hope to other people that they can make their lives better. Now, now you rattle all that off, and it's not coming off the topic because I've heard you say those words over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, because you you constantly are, are hammering in your mission. Yeah, and uh, to other which which. A lot of people do, you know. Dave Ramsey does, and, and, and you hear these kind of things over again. And, I, and I'm, I'm pointing that out because uh, so many of us, you know, when, when we, when you ask them what they're calling and their mission is, they're just they give you this blank stare. Yeah. You know, and and uh, it's not. It, I hear you say it wasn't easy to get. It, oh, it, it took you some time to get clarity. Oh gosh, I mean, this, there, that whole statement that I just gave you, it wasn't until. Three years into doing this full time before I actually had that statement written down. Okay, but you'd been thinking. Through oh it. yeah, I'd been yeah. I'd been yeah. trying to figure it out for years. I, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the process right now, and I, I'm constantly you know I'm writing it down every morning and seeing what's different. Yeah, you know, uh, and it's not near as clear as you. I mean, what's not even close? <laughs> you know, but it's just like you know what's there on your heart all the time. Where is yeah. it? Where's it taking? Yeah, so. I, I know. I know for me, and, and and as far as I'm concerned, I am full time, fully engaged in ministry, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I am actively in the service of God, serving other people, and that's that's what I'm called to do with my life. And I know that God's given me the opportunity to entertain people. I can get up on a stage and I can make people laugh. Yeah. Uh, and and I know that that's something that God has given me as a gift. Um, I know that I can educate people. I can take a complex technical thing that just absolutely would make people's mind melt. And in 20 or 30 minutes, they'll feel like they're rocket scientists themselves. So I, God's given in, me... In your videos, 
which I did. Your your uh, free podcasting one on one is yeah. Learn how to podcast dot com. Yeah, it's very podcast. free yeah, podcast. You know, it, they're great. I mean, it's, it's a lot of free detail. Yeah, I will say. Uh, but yeah, it does. It unravels mystery. Yeah, and you know? so but that, and obviously that's not your point. Your point is you're helping other people get yeah, their you, message you out. Know, you know, a lot of people. Like, there there are two things. There's there's a real there is a real motive behind it to be a generator of interest in my other products and services to demonstrate the ability of what I have to offer. There, there's that, there is that real yeah, motive yeah, there. Yeah. But I want to tell you that in, in this, and I've said this before and you said that, you know, if you go through that video, you look at the first video, there are eight videos over 44,000 people have seen the first video. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the set, the other seven, You'll see that on average, about fourteen thousand people have gone through that tutorial. That means there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who have launched a podcast based on that free tutorial, who have never paid me a single penny. And I want to tell you, I am genuinely thrilled with that. Yeah. And and because I've delivered something to them. I have served them in helping them get their message out to the world. And, that, and that's a weird statement because that's what, when I told you at the beginning, you got me podcasting. I've never paid you a dime. I might. I probably will. You, you, I, I, can, I, I can tell you this. You desire to, don't you? Yes, absolutely. You desire I, to. I, 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 I have no problem throwing money your way. You know, if, if I, because you. It's reciprocity. I, it, it's reciprocity. And I want you to keep doing what you're doing. Which is part of the reason we pay people, right? I mean, yeah. you know, because you know, when you have a it's doctor, it's a certificate of your, appreciation. You, exactly, you want your doctor to keep being your doctor. You know, you please let me t- like those people saying, "Please take my money." And part of the reason they were saying that's because I'd like to call you again. I'd yes. like to take my phone call. Uh, you know, and I I do business for people my, like that. My clients all the time in, in 2008, Cliff, do me a favor, charge more for what you do. I, that was the that was the number one piece of advice I got from the people who were paying me. The people who charge paying, me more money, and I've told people that too. Before. I've said, please take more money because in in my when I say that to somebody, my reasons are purely selfish. I want you to keep doing for me what yeah. you're, I love. At what fifty you do. bucks an hour, dude, you ain't gonna live for long. That's right. And, That's what and my when I call you me. back, you're gonna say I'm sorry, and I'm an insurance agent. I can't help you. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly but, but right. I have. You know, I just have heard your story, knowing what you're saying. It just doesn't bother me a bit to say, you started me and I haven't paid you a dime yet. Because I know I'm one of thousands. (laughs) And there's there's thousands that have not, and because I know some of this, have not watched all of your videos. And you've still gotten into Yeah. You know, because they're just techies and they figured it out. But you motivate yeah, and, and you know what? And the fact is, is I've hel- I'm helping you help other people. So, my, my, you know, do I like money? Yes, I do. Do I want to make lots of money? Absolutely, I do. And I did not apologize for that fact. <laughs> but here's the thing: there. But my number one thing is I want to help. And I want to help serve people. It, it, I, ministry first and foremost. God will take care of the rest. You, you, you can't help me make a living. God's in control of that. All right. Well, that's a that is a great statement there. God's yeah, in control that of that. Is, that is. So, so here's what I can tell you though, is by helping you, you've helped me fulfill my mission because you're creating a content, you're reaching people that is benefiting people who are finding their second careers or finding meaning in their life. You're 
basically doing what I wish I could do, but you're reaching people I would never reach on my own. Yeah. And I've given you the tools to go out and reach those people. So in essence, every time you help somebody, indirectly, I'm responsible for that as well. And I know that. So I love that. And then also, because you know that I do think about marketing and stuff like that, the reality is, is you're out there probably going, you're creating a podcast, and people are going to say, hey, I want to do, how did you learn that? And you're going to send them to me, and some of them are not going to be as technical as you. And they're actually going to watch the video, and they're going to understand what they saw, but they're going to say, I don't want to know, I just, I don't want to do it all alone. I'd rather Please pay you $2,000 to go through your course, and I'll walk me through it, and be there for me for yeah. those four weeks. My wife was asking me just last week. I mean, just last night, I was looking at this and we were talking about it and I was going to be talking to you and she was like, and we actually listened to uh, your latest podcast on the way here. We drove here from, from Birmingham and uh, she was like, and I, I was saying, here, here's what he's doing. He's, I was showing her your, your page and it was 1999 or whatever, you know, and here it is. And I said, you know, I didn't do this. I did this. And she said, you probably are, aren't you? You know, and it, it was, and her point was, she said, even though you've done it, there's fine-tuning details. It's probably in there. And maybe it's not in that. Maybe it's in one of your other No, products, actually, you know, let me but... tell you, I mean, not, I mean, this is probably the least interesting to your audience. Although, to think about how this stuff works, and if you think about creating an online course, I, you know, there's a, I, I definitely market podcasting A to Z towards the person who's never podcasted before, who has no idea, yeah. who don't even have a website yet. Yeah, because you started at the very beginning. This is A to Z. But I tell people, every now and then I'll get an email saying, listen, I already have a podcast with, you know, a couple hundred subscribers. You know, do you have anything else to offer? I said, the best thing I have to offer to you is my podcasting A to Z course. Number one, you'll get every tutorial I've ever created. And I have a lot more tutorials than just how to create your WordPress site. You have a lot. (laughs) And here's the deal. You get unlimited access to me for four weeks. You can ask me anything. And that's, can, that's worth... If, if you're in... It's worth more than $2,000. You know, time... Well. And, and, and t- podcasting, I will say, is not trivial. No. It seems, wow, I'm going to record something and throw it up there. And, and the first time it seemed, okay, well, it's not too hard. But just the constant, the, the improving of processes, the, you know, the time... Because it's... It's not trivial. Yeah, and, no. And, and I'm a schmuck, and that's the word. I mean, it's not trivial for me. And I look at what you and some some of the very professional people that you know that are that are got big audiences that are doing. It, Michael Hyatt, you know. And, I mean, he talks about how many hours in one of his po- recent podcasts, how many hours he was spending. Mm-hmm. You know, tremendous. And this is with a lot of your yeah your sophistication and things. Yeah, doing, so. I finally got him down to half a day now. Yeah, which is still. That's a stunning amount of time. I mean, no, it's not. Can I can I put it into perspective for you? Okay. All right. So so let's imagine this crowd here. We're at a conference, right? Right. You know, they, let's just imagine an entirely crowd full of people, and you're going to get up and you're going to deliver some kind of. You're going to communicate a message to those people. And if you're being paid to come speak at somebody's conference like that. Are you going to spend 30 minutes to prepare for your talk That's before you get point. up on that stage? Excellent. Yes. You're going to you're going to spend at least you're going to spend a couple you're going to probably spend 3 hours building the slides for your talk. And that's after you've already determined what you right, wanted what to you're say. What you're going to talk about the key points of the message. Yeah. 
But and that's exactly what it feels like. As it says, like you're making a presentation. It is exactly what it is. Yeah, I, 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 that's a great point. And I hit what he used to spend a day. To, yeah, he used to, to spend a full little, day. Yeah, he used to spend an entire day. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to do that. I mean, you can literally do show prep in an hour. I podcast answer man's my most prepared show. I spend anywhere between one hour to th- up to three hours prior to the episode. Usually it's about an hour prior to the episode. Now that's podcast answer, man. Now the ones that I do for a hobby or I just do for fun and stuff like that, almost no show prep is required. Like like, uh, a balanced live. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, you and I are sitting here. This This is an actual podcast episode and I see your notes there. I would imagine you probably spent 30 minutes to an hour deciding what questions you're going to ask me here. Well, probably more than that. Okay. You know, in thinking about it right but if you did it very often it, right. it, it becomes right. a routine yeah. that it's like yeah I, you know you did, yeah you yeah. can get it down to about an hour yeah because you know you're a lot of mine come off conversations probably which a lot, some of yours yeah i guess too uh when and i know i've kept you forever so uh, that's fine this is great what i mean being that i'm doing uh, i mean a lot of people listening to this are in corporate america some of them are as I, just based upon the emails and the conversations I get, they're in that dis- depression. They're in this, I yeah. feel like, what's the point? Uh, where the heck is this going? Is this all that life has to offer? Uh, very smart, intelligent people, well-paid people. Yeah, uh, and that's the cool thing is they have the freedom to actually do what they need to do, which is go out and experience and live life a little. How do, just looking back. Uh-huh. If you were if you were talking to yourself as an insurance agent, just sitting there going through the thing, thinking I'm babysitting people at the church, uh-huh. and I'm, you know, every now and then I can get through to somebody, but it's kind of feels meaningless. What would you tell yourself? Find a hobby. Start with a hobby. Go find a hobby, uh, and and find one. Go find a hobby, and and find a hobby that completely consumes you. You know? Now, had you now you say that golf is a hobby, tennis is a hobby. You know, had you done any of the other hobbies, or is it just you kind of stumbled? Oh yeah, I've, I've had hobbies. I mean, but it, my hobby has always been technology, and, and it just all of a sudden, finally, there was that one part of technology okay. that really got me. It was podcasting, and it, and it consumed you. It, all the it, other yes, stuff. It, was yeah, I, was pl- I, I played around with blogs. I played around with this. I did, played around with video games. I played around with you know create your own career on eBay and all this stuff. I played around with all of that stuff, but podcasting consumed me. You know, I, I found meaning, in, and it wasn't again. It wasn't it wasn't podcasting. It's the fact that podcasting connected me with my mission in life. It all of a sudden gave me a platform to actually connect with people around shared passions so that they could see the hope that I have and then ask me about it. And again, this isn't about converting people either. I mean, it's very seldom that I actually walk through people with salvation, you know, conversation. But, they but have, you're helping them. But I am helping yeah. people improve their yeah. lives. You're so ministering to them whatever in whatever way. Exactly. I mean, helping Sometimes helping me start a business is a ministerial thing. Exactly. You know, it's reach other people. So, yeah. So but, but to that person that's in that corporate job, man, go on vacation. Travel. Travel to a place you've seen only in the movies. Uh, go. I, 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 one place I'd love to go is... is here, just to give you an idea. Let's just... Let's just say I'm a corporate person. I, I never had this opportunity, but let's just say I was a corporate person. I was paid, you know, three hundred thousand or two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, 
You know, I don't have any debt. I've got a great retirement account. I've got a big position. And I get a couple weeks of vacation each year and stuff like that. But, you know, I usually do this or that and yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, if, if I were in that position right now here and I was stuck in a job and I kind of didn't have a lot of meaning in life or something like that, I think probably what I would do, I, I'd go, number one, I'd watch the movie Mamma Mia again. <laughs> All right? Yeah. And then I would want to find out where on earth was that thing filmed, where the water is that blue, you know, and I would <laughs> go to the, I, I would make a trip to the Greek islands Just go. and I would spend two weeks in the Greek islands. <laughs> And I would see if all of a sudden there's something there that consumes me. And, and, and see if it hits you. And see if it hits me. And then all of a sudden, it's like, if all of a sudden, it's like, wow, that was really awesome. And I really felt like this is amazing. Maybe that I, I, you know, maybe we go back there again next year. And we stay for three weeks. And then all of a sudden, maybe I come back and say, listen, I'm out of here, guys. Yep. And I'm moving my family to the Greek islands. And we're going to live and we're going to have a surf shop or something. Yo, what a, okay. whatever. That, that, I mean, that's, it's simplistic, and yet it's not simple. Yeah. It's not simple at all, yeah. it, but, it, but it, it, it's that kind of thinking out of the box. Go out and find something that you love. Yeah, you got to get out of the box. And, and, and here's the interesting thing. What you may find, and I think that you've alluded to this a couple times, is that it's not necessarily your career that you hate. Maybe you stay in your corporate job, but you start taking... Va- see, here's the problem I see in the corporate world and the business world that we have. We're, talk- we're taught to work, 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 give our best to this career, give our best to this company, work, 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 and then eventually we can retire and enjoy life. The problem is most of the people out there, unfortunately, are going to be too sick to enjoy life when they can finally do it. So take, take reti- you know, enjoy retirement, a little bit of retirement every, every day of your life or every week of your life, every Amen. month of your life. Amen. Many retirements. Right. Often. Okay. Well, I, I thank you so much. For, I mean, you're so generous. You're generous on stage. You're generous with audits. Thank you so much for spending the time with it's me. It's my pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. Right. Okay, and that was Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. And again, I'm going to give you, I'm going to wrap up here because this has been a long episode, I know, but I just, Cliff, and I, I tell you, when I walked away from Cliff, um, I think he could have talked another hour. He's, uh, and he obviously he had massive amount to share. And I mean, that's what, that's what, for those of you trying to do reverse interviews, I think this is a classic, what I would say would be a reverse interview. Once you get somebody talking about, and if you don't know what a reverse interview is, well, I'll put a, I'll put a note in that to the, in the, in the show notes, the reverse interview. But this is classic when you get to talking to somebody who's passionate and who loves what they're doing and you're asking them about what they're doing. You almost got to tell them, okay, then enough already. You know, this is this is this is so much. Your your brain is fried and your brain is overwhelmed. Because uh, I, you know, we could have sat there and talked uh, probably for another hour easily and recorded content. Uh, but again, I'm going to put this on uh, podcast under Dale Callahan dot com slash thirty four are the show notes. So there, I've got links to Cliff Ravenscraft for the podcasting. Now, if you're interested in podcasting and want to do one of your own. He is the guy to go to. I mean, an unbelievable amount of resources to do it. But even if not, his story, as you can tell, he and his story and what he talks about on some of his podcasts uh, that are um, that are clearly not about the technology about podcasting. I don't even know which ones he does. He's got, you know, he mentions here, but he's been involved in 
dozens of podcasts and I've been guest on many kinds of podcasts about all kinds of subjects. So that's Cliff Cliff Ravenscraft and Podcast Answer Man. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Again, I I would beg you to help me to uh, to win my little friendly competition with uh, with my. uh, mastermind uh, competitor, if you will, on, on getting me some podcast reviews, um, you know, you know put them up there and, you know, we might, I might even find some way to encourage some people to, or to reward some people and thank some people that, you know, give me honest reviews. And we do, we want honest feedback. And of course, you're always welcome. I'm always looking for constructive criticism, for questions, for feedback, for help. Uh, thank you so much for those of you that have provided me survey data. I will be providing the output of that survey probably in the blog post on Thursday. But uh, thank you for, for your feedback. I mean, it means the world to me to hear from people, to hear um, how what we're doing is helping, to, to hear what's missing, to hear what we need to be doing, to hear how, how we can clean this up and make this better. So, Send me an email. You can send it directly to dale at dalecallahan.com or, of course, send me a voicemail uh, on the website there at dalecallahan.com. There's a place to send voicemail, Twitter, any of that message, you know, any way you want to get the message through. Thank you so much. See you next week. (music) 